0: Welcome to the Liberty and Truth Podcast. Here's your host, James D. Brown. Thank you everyone for joining us today. I welcome you to another episode of the Liberty and Truth Podcast. We first want to give a special thanks to my very lovely wife who recorded the introduction for us. Uh, My brother-in-law, Alan Howard, who provided us with the instrumental track, Uh, neither one of them has required of us to you know give them any mentions or any uh, praise but you know we feel necessary to thank those who have you know helped us along the way and uh, support them further as they support us uh, we also want to let you know that you know you are more than welcome to write to us at any time uh, if you feel necessary whether it's uh, comments uh, or questions that you may have, our email address is libertyintruthpod at gmail.com. That's libertyintruth, P-O-D, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at intruthpodcast on Twitter and friend us, like us on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash libertyintruth. Today we got a very important topic to discuss with you. Uh, I think it's both vital to uh, those that may be listening who are not of the Christian faith and also to those of us who are uh, of the faith and walk in the truth and the light. Um, The question is, what must I do to be saved? I think it's vital for the believers who get asked this question because, you know, we need to know just how to supply uh, the answer um, and, and not just an answer um, according to uh, any one type of uh, religious belief um, or I should say uh, denominational belief uh but how we should answer according to the word of God so without any further we'll dig uh deeper into this uh we're going to start with a very familiar passage of scripture uh that being in the 16th chapter of Acts where Paul and Silas find themselves being wrongfully imprisoned and Uh, through uh, praying and uh, singing praises unto God, a miraculous event occurred uh, in which an earthquake shook the foundations of the prisons to where the doors of the prisons were open and uh, the bands and the chains that had bind the prisoners were loosened. Um, And through this event, event, the uh, jailer uh, who, uh, because of his failure to hold fast the prisoners, thought to kill himself. And in this moment, Paul and Silas had the opportunity to witness unto him, and in turn, he being pricked in his heart, asked the question, what must I do to be saved? their response to him was uh, quite simple straightforward and to the point they told him that if he believed on the Lord Jesus Christ that him and his household would be saved now this question is probably uh, one of the most important questions that one could ever ask Yet, when this question does arise most assuredly It will lead to more questions, and especially depending upon who you ask, the conclusion will be varied and widespread. At first glance, this response given by Paul and Silas is very much of contrast to the proclamation of Peter on the day of Pentecost, but with further investigation, we will prove that these brothers, through the working of the Holy Spirit, are saying the same thing. Let us first look to whom our faith is predicated upon. Jesus taught his disciples in the Gospel of St. Mark that he that believes and is baptized shall be saved. He that does not believe shall be damned. Now, in Matthew's account, Jesus told his disciples to go and teach all nations, preach, baptizing them, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Now if one is observing that which he has been commanded then it is so that he believes and if he believes then he shall be saved. Uh, One thing that I feel is important to stress is that Jesus is not only teaching belief but also that there is something that we all must do in accordance to our belief, and that is what we call faith. There are some who teach salvation, or how to obtain it, only according to Romans chapter 10 and verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God shall raise him from the dead, thou shalt be saved here's the reason why this belief or the idea that one can simply recite the sinner's prayer cannot stand alone and i understand that in principle the basis of faith is present when one confesses that in fact they are a sinner and that in fact jesus is the only way into the kingdom of heaven now although this belief is very vital there's a still there's still a showing Of one's faith that needs to be met and this can be accomplished by the believer being baptized Uh, but I do not want to uh, make it to seem that baptism alone is what saves a person Uh, we see this uh, in first Peter chapter 3 verses 20 and 21 which sometime were disobedient when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water. The like figure, wherein to even baptism, doth also now save us not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience towards God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ." This example that Apostle Peter uses here of Noah being saved by water is not as straightforward as it may seem. Because he believes that God, and and this is uh, referring to Noah, because he believes that God is going to cause rain to pour from heaven uh, when for years uh, longer than anyone alive at that point had known there had not been any rain, but because Noah uh, believed God that the rain was going to come, uh, his faith caused him to build the ark. And because of his faith, the water which destroyed the world and every living thing that was in it and could have also destroyed the ark, it instead supported it, allowing Noah and his family to be saved. The same is also true of us and water baptism. The water in and of itself can in no way cleanse us of the filth that sin has stained our souls with, but by faith it washes us as white as snow. And not only so, it effectively changes us from the old man to the new. Paul talks about an operation of God of which he performed to raise Jesus from the dead Uh, and I would like to uh, say that by faith also so are we I liken this to a surgeon who goes to perform a major surgery Uh, when they do this they first put the patient to sleep this sleep is actually a clinical or an induced death. Uh, Likewise, so is it in the spirit. Repentance is a type of sleep or death to sin. And during this sleep is when God performs the circumcision of the heart. And just as Christ rose from the grave, our rising from the baptismal waters signifies the awakening to the spirit, which is life. Now, I know some of you may be asking, well, what about the Holy Ghost? Well, we find that answer in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, which is also parallel to what Jesus said in Mark chapter 16. Now, I suppose the next question to be answered then is, how do we know that one has received the Holy Ghost? Well, Jesus teaches us that every tree is known of its fruit a good tree does not produce corrupt fruit neither can a corrupt or rotten tree produce good fruit he goes further to apply this this principle to man in the sense that an evil man out of his heart can give nothing that is good i reference this because it gives foundation to the spirit which is the holy ghost if in fact The Holy Ghost is of and from God, and God who is holy and just and righteous is good, then there can be no argument against the Holy Ghost being indeed and in fact innately good. And if this be so, then no man of whom the Holy Ghost has entered his being, now being justified by faith, holy and righteous before God, can produce anything but the fruits of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, etc., etc. So now we should have an understanding of what we must do in order to be blessed with such grace that we are most certainly undeserving of. This grace again is the salvation of our souls. We must first believe that God sent His Son to die for our sins, and not only so, but that He rose again and having a heart of repentance with faith that he is able to save even you by being baptized going down in the water after the manner of which Jesus himself was baptized knowing that in faith just as he was buried and rose again that we shall also rise and meet him in the air. Now there's a lot more, a lot further that I could go with this uh and maybe we will you know depending on uh you know how we're led by the spirit or you know if there's any uh questions that you know we receive you know on this episode um but until then or if not I'd urge you to always be prayerful in seeking The Lord, you know, for an understanding, you know, of his word Uh, and and not just, you know, uh, uh, an understanding, you know, of that which your mind is able to uh, comprehend, but an understanding that can only be given to the spirit uh, because it is uh, the spirit or by the spirit, you know, in in which we live, we move and have our being. Uh, so, you know, with that being said, I just want to thank you again for being with us and stay encouraged. Uh, truth is not that far away. Uh, you just have to reach out and receive it. Be blessed, everyone. <music>